This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J. H and J Daily. It's not exactly H and J Daily. H and J Daily. Um, and this is some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, yeah, which... we can't promise you uh, Stephen Hendry giving uh, getting a pickled monkey from Damien. Hurst. We can't, <laughs> but very few of us can in life, can we? Because that's what we talked about yesterday. But we can promise you, uh, us, yes, uh, and Gary Johnson, the Torquay manager. Oh, what a great moment! And for the uh, show. a great radio moment on another local radio station. Yeah. You'll hear that where Gary featured. And um, also Tim Vickery. Yes, with more madness from the Argentina uh, Copa Libertadores. He's got a few. Uh, he's got a few uh, interesting angles on it, so you'll hear that as well. So enjoy. Pleasurable evening spent watching Manchester City. I mean, they really are sensational. There's no yeah. question about it. It's and never a dull moment, is it? Well done to Watford, though. They, they did what you have to do against City. They fought for every they ball. They stayed in it. They hung in there as long mm. as they could. And, you know, they could have. They weren't ever going to get a draw, but they could oh, have the done last it. Last five minutes, last City, five minutes City, City were rocking, weren't City, they? Yeah, City did have a... Well, that big run of penalties they had at the end. Sorry, went off. big run of penalties. Big run of corners mm. they had at the end of the game. Yeah, you thought one no, would no, go no. in. But during the game, there was a point where I'm just writing things like, City's football is mesmerising at times. The movement around the man in possession is constant. It's high risk, first time passing, but the uh, movement makes it look easy. I was wondering all these things. It's a scouting report for yeah. Sari you're doing <laughs> yeah, no, for Saturday. Yeah, don't turn up. <laughs> Just give them the points. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I worked it out, actually. I've come up with a solution I think could could happen. Hmm. It's the new... I've got two... I split the league into two new things. It's the new Premier League plus one. That's City on their own in their own league. Yeah. And then there's a new super competitive Premier League without City. And you still play them. You All the other teams play them. 37 but the, games. the points don't count. The points lost don't count. Okay. Points gained count, but the points lost don't count. So that's fine. And I think the new super competitive Premier League, I think it's, well, I think it's between Spurs and Liverpool, should be a great title race. <laughs> And then City's challenge is to prove whether they can take more points than the winner of the new super competitive Premier League. Mm. But it takes all you know. It, it takes all the stress out of it. It takes all the sort of because I think City have a depressive effect on the rest of the league. Because if they, I don't know what happened to Chelsea tonight, but say all right, so they get a point. But if they lose on Saturday to City, which is pretty lightly, really, let's be honest, is you know there'll be thirteen points behind them. That has a sort of depressive effect on the or your players. You're thinking, what's a point? You know, all right, it becomes a top four race. That's what it. 
does. But, yeah. you know, the actual idea that it's a, a title race, you know. Do you so, think Liverpool are feeling like that at the moment? Well, they should be, because let's see, let's be honest, they're not even in the same, they're not in the same league as City. They're not. They, you know, yeah. They'll that get, doesn't mean they can't do it. I mean, again, <laughs> City rode it out last night, but yeah. they had a fair I mean, bit of luck yeah. doing it. I mean, look, they should have been about 5 nil up by the time... Watford scored, yeah. they, but they, they, they're you know, better. They're, they're just better. A couple of times when it, you know, the, the one that um, that that was put over the bar in the uh, Tottenham game uh, when we played them, you know, it could have but easily been one one. That's the point about it. They get fifteen to twenty chances. Yeah, you get two to three. Exactly, and you've got to score all of yours just to get a draw in mm. my view. So it's it's incredibly difficult. But I did like they, they were in trouble at the end, and they were shown when Gabriel Jesus walked off the pitch. Honestly, he walked quicker than that when he's eighty. <laughs> he was unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, and the ref was walking alongside him. I thought Paul Tierney he, he had quite a decent game actually, very un, unfussy. So yeah, no, it was an enjoyable experience. Yeah. And, you know that first half, it was. Um, I mean, Foster kept a minute, didn't he? Yeah. Great saves. Yes. Oh, absolutely. He was he wonderful. Well. That one, the save on the ground from Sane was yeah. a superb save. That was brilliant. And uh, you know, it would say uh, I think Isaac's success has only scored once in the Premier League so far. Hardly a success. Yeah, there was a. He had a good chance. He was in a good position last night, but uh, he mm. didn't find him. Did he? There was a good cross that. Uh, well, bad, bad cross. <laughs> a shot really that should have been a cross. And and they might have scored earlier. That's true. That's true. I'm still reeling from the. Uh, uh, the Sun did a very interesting piece today about people who've made a lot of money on YouTube and the most popular YouTubers. Yeah. And the most popular one is a chap called. It's a thing called Ryan Toys Review, mm. and uh, it's, he's got seventeen and a half million followers. Oh yeah. Uh, they've had twenty six billion views. So I thought I'll go and have a look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly. I do think. How old is Ryan then? He's about seven, six or seven, I suppose. Six like or that. seven years old. Something yeah, yeah. like that. And what does he do? Does he review toys? He just plays like any no- other kid. Any, I've got loads of videos of my grandchildren exactly the same. Mm. And somebody else said, "Yeah, I could put a photo. I could put a film of my nephew See, on it." They thought of it first, though, Andy. <sighs> but what are people? What are people getting out of it? Why this one particular video, the most watched one? Look at it. It's just, it's just him on a slide, and then he gets these. Yeah, I mean, mate, I mean, you're you're not the target audience. Well, who is the target audience? I, d- I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's, it's quite not a, a human being. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite a broad target audience, clearly. But I wouldn't say a man of your age so poor going to watch life. a kid playing with his toys is, is your heartland, <laughs> is it? Really, it definitely isn't. Not when and there's the, an old re- worse, rerun of Mr. The mum's the quite pushy. She's a real pushy man. She's like in it. It's really about her. It's not really about the kid. And that she didn't do anything for your mum. You didn't want to see her. It sort of playing with the toys? Not really. It's a kind of sub Sesame Street thing made like homemade. That's nowhere near as good. This poor it? kid, he's in tears if he's listening. Well, I doubt he's been talked for us. He made 22 million quid last year. I don't think he's worried. Well, they put it in trust for him. <laughs> yeah. they? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> when he's 21, he goes, right, get me cash. In. It's all gone. <laughs> Mum says it's all gone. Well, that would be good. We, uh, yeah, we <laughs> frittered it away. Never mind. Anything else? Uh, there was a, a launch of uh, the Beckhams were at the launch of the new. Uh, I don't know if it's a new brand, but it's the same brand of whiskey, the whiskey club that he sort of su- supports. The one that where he does that ad, but he never actually drinks the whiskey. Hmm. So they're all having a fine time. Wouldn't be great, if, would it, if he's compromised and then he takes a mouth <laughs> and he goes, oh, he starts grimacing. Because <laughs> some people do that a really in, peculiar in any whiskey, good or bad, don't they? You really? must have seen it in the cinema. He's like, they're all having a good time, all these good-looking people. Drinking you know, whiskey. Drinking whiskey. And David's with them, but he's not actually drinking it. He's just holding it in his hand. <laughs> It's peculiar. A bit like wearing glasses with no glass in them. <laughs> He's done an interview with Neymar, haven't they? It looks peculiar as well. I can't imagine he, that's a brilliant interview. 
I don't know why. I didn't. I only saw it on. Might the be Frost video. Nixon. You're very. You rushed the judgment. You've watched one <laughs> video of a kid playing with his toys, and you've written him off. Yeah. You've, and the mum. Yeah. And um, you've you've not even seen an interview, and, and you're you know you're slaughtering. Well, David I can't imagine Beckham's it's any good. Too. I just can't for well, some look, reason. I'll have a look at it. Reserve your judgment until you've watched it. <laughs> Watch it. That's right. all I'm saying. Andy. I don't think you'd be writing a book about the time mind, he interviewed Neymar. Maybe you'd have like 22 Michael million Parkinson. people watching you play with your toys. <laughs> There now that go. see that get an audience. Yeah, you playing with toys, the big toys at Christmas. <laughs> I'd watch that. And I'm fascinated by Lucas Perez. I mean, he's a right flop at Arsenal. West Ham fans aren't impressed with him. But he's typical of a bloke who's been rubbish at two clubs. He scores and then he starts pointing to the, his own name in the back of his shirt. Yeah, All right, I haven't mate. seen him for that long. They yeah. probably couldn't remember, could they? <laughs> exactly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Time to head uh, to Rio and catch up with our South American correspondent, Tim Vickery. Hi, Tim. Hello, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you doing? Yeah, we're not too bad, thank you. We have to start, really, with a story that's been dominating South American mm. football. We we touched on it on Monday again on the show when it was confirmed that uh, it would be Madrid and that uh, River Plate were prepared to go there and play the second leg of their Copa Libertadores final, the much-troubled game, of course. Um, and we saw um, Boca get a send-off from their fans. I mean... <clears throat> he said, it's on a different planet, this, isn't it? I mean, they it was like a ticker-tape parade, wasn't it? Just getting to the airport mm. to fly to Spain. Yeah, River's coming up in a, in, in a few hours. <clears throat> and uh, and perhaps all of this brouhaha is evidence for why it can't go ahead in Argentina. And River Plate had to be punished for the actions of their fans. They had to be punished. I mean, it's quite clear in the regulations that, that fans are responsible for what... Uh, for, clubs are responsible for what happens outside the stadium as well as in it. Although outside the stadium, the responsibility can be shared. But it, uh, River Plate's position that they don't deserve any punishment at all is straight off Fantasy Island. It's nonsense. They never they never meant it. They're playing to their gallery. And, th- and th- this is part of the problem. You are dealing with subtropical Tweedledum and Tweedledee. There is no conception of the common good whatsoever. It's everyone playing to their respective galleries. So mm. Boca are protesting as well because Boca don't think there should be a game because they think that they should be automatically awarded the trophy river are protesting because they don't think that uh, they, they deserve any any punishment and madrid is a kind of almost like a halfway house solution a very controversial one i remind you that uh, the libertadores is named in tribute to those who liberated south america in the early 19th century from the do- domination of who Spain. Spain. Taking it to Spain is so politically (laughs) insensitive. The only thing you could say, though, about it is the atmosphere, because both sets of fans are there and there's a lot of Argentinian people who live in Spain. I would imagine the atmosphere is going to be sensational. I mean, it's not right. It shouldn't be there. It's a a disgrace, a national disgrace for Argentina and Argentinian football. But look, this is the way it is. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, though, Tim, you you mentioned the, the... difficulties that they had getting to the airport the crowd surrounding them but it was noticeable the only way the coach got through was the two leaders of the Barra Bravas the fans the hooligans basically yeah. went to the front of the coach and parted the way and that was the only yeah. way the coach could actually and that is ridiculous it is although this all this Madrid palaver has had one positive effect because those who were responsible for throwing the bottles at the uh, at the Boca team bus a couple of weeks back <coughs> were clearly the River Barras, the, the, the River Gang of Organised Thugs. Mm. Now, on Sunday, River were at home in a league game. And when the thugs, they took their traditional position in the stadium with a dramatic entrance, the rest of the stadium jeered them. And that's never happened before. Really? That, 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 that is such an important step. Wow. 
because what what has to happen for there to be any progress in Argentine football, the ordinary fan has to find a way to differentiate himself, to separate himself from the group of thugs. So if taking it to Madrid is the price of that happening, then I'm quite happy with that, you know, because had it not been taken to Madrid, business as usual, you wouldn't have seen that take place. Now, why Madrid? As you said, from Comnibal's point of view, South America's UEFA, it's fantastic. They get a game. They don't have to give back all the money that they've sold on the TV rights. And they get a game with atmosphere uh, in a good time zone. Why does Spain want it? I think there are two reasons. One is... From Spain's point of view, this this kind of it goes some way towards legitimizing the idea of La Liga playing a game in the United States. Um, you know, if the South American final can come over there, then we can take our games. That, that, that's the precedent that I think they're thinking of. And also, and maybe more importantly, this is such a key battle in the 2030 World Cup. Now, the front runner, the sentimental favorite, the centenary bid. Uruguay, who staged the first one in 1930, together with Paraguay and Argentina. Argentina, by far the biggest of those three countries, would stage the bulk of the games. It can't stage this one. Who has come to the rescue? Who is who is Don Quixote in his shining armour? Spain, who have a rival bid planned. So this this is a, uh, this is probably bad news for England. Mm. Now the England 2030 bid, because this is Spain taking the front seats with, uh, with, with with that one. But we are going to get a game, no doubt about it. Both teams are going to be there. It'll be a slightly bizarre occasion, but uh, but a fascinating one as well. Another interesting little consequence of this uh, is what it would mean to the players and the shop window it's created. I see a player you mentioned last week. Uh, Ezekiel Palacios, the midfielder for River. His agent has obviously gone over there for the game and he said, oh yeah, we've got so much interest in Europe. Real Madrid are in the box seat, he said, but Wolfsburg have been on the phone, Inter, Roma, Torino we've just turned yeah, down. That's quite handy, so isn't it? So it's a great yeah. shop window for these guys. I mean, not that they're, they're unknowns, of course, but it, it, it's a kind of a sort of an indirect consequence of it being moved to Europe and all the kind of hoo-ha around it. Well, there's going to be a fire sale anyway because uh, a lot of the, the contracts in Argentine football are done in dollars. And the Argentine currency has, has got much, much weaker just in the last few months. It's, it's, it's bounced back just a little bit, but it's still much weaker than it was when the contracts were signed. So these very deep squads that, uh, that both Boca and River have assembled, I don't, I don't think they're sustainable. So there's going to be a sale. Uh, I think Wilmar Barrios, the, the Boca defensive mid- midfielder, is one who, who will certainly be, be uh, staying on. Palacios, as well, as you mentioned there from, from River Plate. Pavon, Pavon. Uh, who, uh, yeah, it looks like he, he might be fit. He wouldn't have been fit for the original game. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's this is a little bit like, I mean, I, I go quite often to the South American under-20 championships where you get like three weeks of condensed games and you can hardly move for European scouts. Well, for this one, they don't have, they don't have to cross the Atlantic. Yeah. You know, it's bad news for their expense accounts, but, uh, but you know, good news for the clubs who can shell out less to watch all of these players in a fiercely competitive game at, uh, at close quarters. Yeah. I saw Raquel, because uh, this is going down very, very badly in Argentina. There's a real feeling of having lo- of losing something. And Raquel, you know, the, the Boca Idol saying, this is a glorified friendly. Oh, no, it isn't. No, one, oh, once no, anyone isn't crosses that. the white line, no. you know, with a Libertadores at, at stake, then, uh, then bring it on. Uh, a lower division game in Argentina, uh, obviously much lower than this, has got, uh, gone viral because uh, of a dog, right, right. dog on the pitch, dog goalkeeper. Yeah, but it's a brilliant save from it him. Is. You know, he just he just <laughs> he just gets there at the I, I sometimes think in Argentine football the dogs are better goalkeepers than the goalkeepers are. <laughs> but I'm I'm waiting for the dog striker. You know, or yeah. perhaps 
Now, perhaps that's not as needed. Argentina has lots and lots of centre-forwards. They don't have so many goalkeepers. So perhaps the canine community is not producing the centre-forwards that it might produce. You know, those <laughs> ones are going to slam it into the back of the net. But in terms of goalkeepers, this is, this is a brilliant save. Whose dog is it? Have we found out? Has the dog become sort of no, famous in Argentina? Well, well, South America, just some of the streets just belong to the dogs. You know right. what I mean? So uh, <laughs> whose dog in it? Is it? He's no one's dog. He's his own dog. The dog on uh, Copacabana Beach that went viral last week playing keepy-uppy with three blokes. Brilliant. That's a brilliant video yeah. as well. I, I, I keep showing these these videos to my dog and saying, look, <laughs> why can't you do something that makes me some money for crying yeah. out loud yeah. instead, of, instead of just barking when I'm on yeah. the air? It well, sounds like from what you said with the lack of strikers, you want to be working on him getting across the defender, sort of working yeah. on yeah. that sort of movement. Just think, gambling in the box, Tim. That's a fox in the box, he says. I'm a dog. I think you're going to have to. Cheers, Tim. We'll catch up with you Thanks, next Tim. week. Look forward to it. Cheers. There we are, Tim Vickery, our man on South American football. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talks. Well, listen to Barry Hearn there in Kate's uh, bulletin. Mm. It makes you realise how maybe difficult it's going to be to make this fight happen. There's quite a few hurdles to get over. You mentioned yeah. one yesterday, the fact that the TV deals were BT and Sky... Um, you know, you've yeah. got to get over that. Well, Showtime and HBO and all that. Yeah, Frank's um, Frank was on yesterday saying, you know, it's no messing about. This is going to be a fifty-fifty split. Uh, Barry on behalf of Matchroom saying we're not doing that. So, uh, well, let's see. You know, Barry's very, very clever. But let's yeah. see how you know it looks when mm. uh, Wilder and Fury fought again, and maybe somebody else wants to fight the winner of that fight, and well, Anthony Joshua finds himself on the outer, and then you know maybe you have to sort of you know come to the party with fifty percent. Jake Wood was on with Jim White earlier on. Uh, Jake, apart from being Max Branning in East End, is a big boxing fan. Does a mm. podcast with uh, a boxing podcast with Spencer Oliver, and he said he'd heard. That uh, April, it was uh, it was on Wilder versus 
Joshua was on for April, mm. and and that was uh, that was done. Fine, and then the winner has to fight Fury, otherwise it's not a proper sport. You know, there's many. That's well, but when's that ever got in the way? Well, no, but this that's, is, you know, that, that is, but that's, you know, when Blitzen, we're talking about one yesterday, Brook versus Khan. It's a fight everybody wants to see, and it's not happened. But it? when it doesn't happen, then boxing looks poor. And when the big fights do happen between yeah. the people you want to see, then boxing is resurgent like it is at the moment. So to, as a sport, it has to decide what it wants. Is it all about money? Is it all about who gets what? Well, or is it about a sport that people want to see? The biggest fight anyway. of a generation didn't happen until both fighters weren't as good as they used to be. And that's no good. Pacquiao Mayweather. So, you know, yeah. there are, there are, there's been plenty of fights over the years that have not been made that, that, that frustrates fans. But it seems in this country at the moment, we can get most of them made. We've got some great ones coming up in December and hopefully a lot more next year. So now uh, during the break, oh yeah, I was uh, look, I found my lottery ticket for the Euro Millions. It was about fifty-one million. It was last night. Oh yeah, and, uh, did you I, win? I don't know. I bought a ticket. I thought I'd check on air. Oh, that's good. So this, this could blimey. be the end of my career. Yeah, this, uh, well, in, not in so, many I mean, ways. Yeah. So what he'll do? This I know he's been waiting for this moment. <laughs> yeah. If he's won, oh, he's yeah. basically on air. Peter Finch. He's gonna. He's gonna yeah, <laughs> Peter Finch in network. Uh, Dennis Potter at the end, swinging from a bottle of morphine. He's gonna take everybody. Oh yeah, they're all Take going. everybody down <laughs> with him. So don't worry about that. Your ears may be burned. <laughs> You've ever crossed Andy Jacobs in life, <laughs> and it'll be things like, "Let me take you back to the 14th of March, 1958." <laughs> Uh, second period of maths. Yeah. Was that you with a compass? <laughs> now, I've never forgot that. You're going to go right through the card. But that's only if he's won 51 well, million. You'll look after me, won't well, you? The bloke across the road said to me, he said, if you win, will you give me I'll a million? i take that as a no. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. He said what? He said, if you win, yeah. he said, will you give me a million? You get the 50, I'll take the one. So, What, the bloke runs the news agent? Yes. Yeah, so I said to him, Do you always right. buy your tickets from him? Have you built up a relationship well, or not? I get on quite well. I pop in there every day for But him. enough to give him a million quid. Well, I, I, I hope The thing I, is, if you give him a million, you take the producer out and you buy him burger and chips <laughs> as a farewell. That won't be great, will it, really? No, I'll have to, I'll have to buy He it. wants two and a half grand. Oh, he can have two and a half. Anybody else? Bill, you've worked on no, the show for a long time. if I've won 50 million, I'll buy, I'll buy Bill wants two Cavani grand. for Torquay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, somebody might pass to him then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably wouldn't okay. mind that. Here's the moment. Imagine that. Gary, might, Gary might come on later on. Gary Johnson saying, well, I don't know where I'm going to fit him into the system. We're scoring enough goals as it is. We don't want anybody dragging <laughs> us down. Okay, here we go. Okay, I've got tension music. Oh, yeah. Tension music. Tension music, oh, should I say. I'm terribly, I'm terribly sorry. I haven't won. I've got oh. to carry on. Have you got, have you got any of them? N- doesn't look like it. Uh, no, your number matches. Doesn't seem any. You didn't get any numbers. Oh, yeah, what a disaster that was. So oh, sorry, boys. No money what for you next the, door. Uh, I might be the other one, the, the, the millionaire maker. Go on, do that then. <laughs> this is the bloke checking his lottery numbers on national radio. Oh, no, I haven't won that one. I haven't won that one even. <laughs> <laughs> what a great Andy. What a great bit of attention. Let's be honest, the odds were stacked against <laughs> they you. certainly were. Now, as common, as common these days, we oh, mentioned yeah. it the other day, as common these days as mm. uh, Simon Cow on a jet ski, which is often the, the true sign of Christmas. Oh, absolutely. Let's be honest. Simon Nothing Cowell, else. Post X Factor, Simon Cowell goes to Sandy Lane, yeah. gets on a jet ski, uh, and uh, we see a picture of him, don't we? Remember back sort of December the 18th. I mean, it's nice, Sandy Lane. It's a nice place. Yeah. You know. Okay, well, I'm sure it is. I'm sure I go there every year. I'm sure, well, if you'd won the lottery, then we all could have gone there. (laughs) We'd have done the show from there, couldn't we? We could have moved there. So, (laughs) but (laughs) the other thing, which has become uh, Mm. a a Christmas staple, Uh, we won't go into too much detail because I'm sure the people behind it will will tell us what there were reasons. But people who put on a kind of 
Christmas Winter Wonderland in, in a kind of small... Yeah, we were talking about this last week. Yeah. In a small area <laughs> yeah. uh, of the and country. And then people complain because it's not Disneyland. People buy tickets for <laughs> it. And, of course, it's not quite uh, as painted. It has become a staple. You probably mm. get about half a dozen of them round the country, don't you? And I don't know if you know, they're, they're mm. set up for that reason or whether um, people's expectations are too high. But this was Santa's Enchanted Adventure Grotto, apparently, which was going to have an indoor market and a production of Mother Goose. Mm, okay. uh, but then they, they fo- photos were posted of rain-swept picnic tables, drab signs, and children sitting in a circle of wooden chairs. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Some people had paid up to £112 for their family's oh, no, visit. I don't know what a bigger right. family. It's the Von Trapps. You can understand why people are upset. That's not right. A magical Christmas was promised. Uh, but a visit to see Santa was £22.50. That's where he sets the tariff. That's um, poor as well. Ice skating, £8. £10 for adults. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was all Santa's a bit of a Santa's a good bloke. He wouldn't be seeing a lot of that 22 quid. Yeah, yeah he's, he's probably doing it for fun, just doing it for charity, wasn't yeah. he? That's the kind of man he is. But, um, yeah, I, I think really we've got to the stage now when, when uh, the kind of the mm. winter grotto has been promised that you do a bit of research. You don't just fork out 112 quid. No, I think that's true. Because uh, quite a lot of them have been in the Arthur Daly Del Boy envelope, haven't they, really? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, just watch your backs, really. Now, talking of men with uh, white hair and beards. Oh, lovely. That's a lovely link for this time of year. Yeah, thank you very much. There's a new Captain Bird's Eye. I don't know if you saw in the papers today. Yeah. Is it uh, Ken Bates? No, it Has should be. he finally be. got the job? It's abs- you've absolutely said, said it right. Yeah. They'd be better off with Ken Bates. Yeah. This one looks more like James Richardson. A kind of older James Richards. Really? He doesn't really trying to make like him Captain trendy. Birds. I mean, what's the point? I can, the chairman, though, I couldn't see Ken Bates being Captain Bird. He'd be saying, Here yeah. are these kids. Get rid of all mm. these kids. A lot of kids are drumming me mad. So he'd be like that, <laughs> oh, wouldn't he? Clear off. I don't oh, know. Clear off. I don't like fish fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Italian Riccardo. Flaming, flaming fish fingers. He'd be getting all that. Yeah. He he'd be getting upset, wouldn't he? Italian Ricardo Acerbi, 56. Mm. Oh, he's not that young. Is the star of the frozen food firm's new calendar. Yeah. God, the actor poses with a life belt, boys, and a plate of fish fingers. Well, there you go. Right. Well, Andy, you've got the beard now. I mean, if you... If, <laughs> if I, if you if could I stop been, using the just for men. You've got all the jumpers. I know. You've got all those fishing jumpers <laughs> you buy the and the big beard. <laughs> I mean, that, you're halfway there, aren't oh, you, really? It sounds good, doesn't it? Really? Sol well, Campbell's well. first game in management last night. Yes. And, and uh, he looked like he was really into it. It was quite nice yeah. pictures, actually. And, and uh, no one's yet told him that uh, he, mm. he presided over Macclesfield's first penalty shootout defeat in their 144-year <laughs> history. But look, it was, a, it was the checker trade. It's the... It's these. It's the quotes that I'm slightly concerned about. You mm. know that he's going to need. You know he's going to need to be a good man manager, and that's I think the trick of it. If he can manage that, I think he'll be a good manager. Yeah. But he says, uh, "I'll say my little bit. That's the kind of person I am and player I was." I think don't don't keep going on about what sort of player you were. Mm. You're a lot better than the people well, you're some, managing. You some know. players do respond with a bit of medals on the table, don't they? Well, maybe, but I don't think you need you. You don't need to say it. Okay. Somebody else needs to say it. You, know, right so, but, you yeah. could be his hype man. You could go and say it. Well, you could enter the dressing room before him and say all the things he's won. Then he comes in. <laughs> we'll see how he goes. But it'll be an interesting experiment. Um, um, did you yes. know that uh, Talk Radio's Matthew Wright... Oh, yeah, next, he's next door, next door doing his thing. ...broadcasting yeah, yeah. as we speak now. Hmm. We'll leave his pregnant... This is a story in the start of the day. Oh, yeah. We'll leave his pregnant wife alone for Christmas while he goes fishing. 
Is that right? Yeah, he hates the pressure of the festive season. Mm. In this week's Closer magazine, favoured by Max Rushton. Yeah, and Miroslav Closer. They're the, the, <laughs> the, the two, two people the who two like it. Fans, yeah, the yeah. meaning of Christmas mm. may be about spending time with loved ones, but I have to admit, I always spend the day on my own. I hate the stress of it and the pressure to spend so much money. Well, I won't be looking for a Christmas <laughs> present from <laughs> India. <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway, so there you I go. This doesn't sound like him, does it? Well, apparently... That's, I don't that, know if he's he, been misquoted. Well, I don't think so. He's, yeah. he's done the interview. He said that next year, though, he's, he's got a baby on the way. Uh, his wife has said that you're, you know, you've got, well, once you've got a family... He just goes off and goes fishing, does he? Yeah. What about so all the rest of the right family, you know, just get together and he just, you know... Goes fishing. Uh, I think even Nigel has Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> even Keith Arthur doesn't go on fi- uh, on Christmas Day. That's well, true. I don't know. You might. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Well, uh, through our producer's eyes and indeed our old mate Charlie Baker, mm. both Talk <clears> United <throat> fans, we live. Mm. We live their pain mm. of relegation last year. Actually, we've mm. lived a couple of years of it, haven't we, really? Well, I, you know... I, I, Time tunnelling I through the division. It, it was quite amusing being able to poke him with sticks in the early part of the season. But yeah. then, you, then you, you can see the real pain as things go wrong. And mm. they, they found themselves in the conference south and they did make the greatest of starts. Uh, and there was a change of manager. In came uh, Gary Johnson, of course, very experienced uh, football league manager. And uh, to be honest, both Charlie and John were, were quite excited by the prospect. And blimey, as, as he come through for them, um, they've gone a remarkable run. Uh, 24 points from uh, 10 games. Last night's win took them to the top of the table. It's the first time they've been the top of any table since uh, the days in the conference, 2007, 2008, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we should salute uh, Gary Johnson. Good afternoon, Gary. <laughs> Good afternoon, fellas. I've, I've gone all goose pimply. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's, well, I, I, well I, 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 why I'm fascinated by it, Gary, as well as on a serious yeah. level, is, is what a job you've done there. Because, you know, it's the same. It's not like you've had a couple of transfer windows to turn it around. You know, it, yeah. it's a fine achievement to get the team playing. And they've scored a lot of goals, haven't you? Yeah, I think that was it. It was just to sort of turn around the atmosphere of the place, the personality, the character maybe, because when you're on a little bit of a losing run and you you know, they, they had two relegations out of the league, they was on a downer and it needed something different maybe just to, you know, pick it up and get a bit of luck, get a couple of wins and, and get it going again and uh, and that's what we've been able to do because to be fair there were some decent players there that were just lacking confidence. And, you know, because I don't necessarily need to be at Man United again as a, as a, as a manager, mm. um, you know, I'm, I'm doing it for them as opposed to trying to improve myself, if you like. You know, so I was able to you know, give them the time and the experience and everything in a short space of time. And they bought into it, lock, stock and barrel. And, uh, and because they were decent and, you know, it's not just a physical fitness, mm. it's a mental fitness football, as you know. And uh, I've been able to turn around their their thoughts. I always say, you know, change your thoughts, you change your world. And we've got we've got people uh, playing with confidence. And once that gets going, and you become winners, you it becomes a you know, a natural thing, sort of thing. We were we were chatting off air uh, when it, it became pretty obvious that a change was probably going to be made, and uh, we were kind of kicking around some names. And our producer Gary Johnson and we both went. I, mean, I don't think you're going to retract him down to the old Conference South. But um, yeah. did, was there any thought of that, or did you? I mean, it is, it is a club with a with a rep. It's a kind of it's felt like a league club in any other name, really. Like they've, they've found it 
quite difficult in recent years. Was what I mean? Was the name an attraction? They they were yeah. a, a kind of established league club back in the day. Yeah, well, I'm I'm probably pretty well known in the West Country more so than anywhere else. Mm. And I'd actually know my personality, my philosophy, that type of thing down here in Bristol City and uh, Yeovil, etc. Um, and I live in Bristol anyway. The training grounds New and which is about an hour and a quarter away. Um, so it was like one of those. Whenever I'd gone to Torquay as a as a manager and as a spectator, I scouting. They always looked after me, and the place just... Well, I always felt comfortable there. Mm. Um, I had one day <laughs> to make a decision as to whether I, I took it on. Um, I'd had a week at home having left Cheltenham, and I've been every day for the last 30 years doing what I do, and uh, a week was enough, so I thought uh, rather than wait uh, for another, you know, another league club, I'll use this as a little bit of a project help them out because they've always looked after me and I spent that day looking at some videos and felt well actually I think I could help and uh, and that's what I've done and I've really enjoyed it and you know you enjoy winning football matches as a manager at whatever level of course yeah and yeah. Uh, you know to get that you know, I had to get my win percentage up a little bit. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, you've, you've got a bit of a dilemma, though, haven't you? Because he, coming into the January transfer window, you don't want to do a sort of Tino Asprey or sort of thing. You don't want to add a player that might disrupt everything. Well, I don't know if you were just listening. Andy just checked his lottery numbers on air, and it was fifty-one million last night in the Euro. And he said, he said to our wow. producer on air, "If I've won, I'll buy you, I'll buy you Cavani for for Torquay." But we were saying. I mean, would he get a game? Could you fit him in <laughs> at the moment, Gary? I wouldn't fit him in at the moment. No. That's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not on the bench. Uh, would he want to come? That's yeah. the thing. Well, yeah. Mind you, I did convince my wife with the argument that I was taking her to the Riviera. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I could fit with, with him. But uh, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's turned out well, and, and the supporters have, have, have bought into it as well. And that, that crowds have sort of doubled, and they'll probably treble by by Saturday, so in a very short space of time, we've got some smiles on people's faces, which is uh, mm. great. I mean, as far as the transfer window, there, has, there isn't actually any transfer window in our league. Right. So the good thing about that is, is we can do our business, loan in, loan out at any time. We can That's buy cool. in, sell out, you know, like uh, we, we actually don't have a window at that level. So it just means we can cleverly and quietly um, do our business while everybody else is, uh, you know, can't do theirs. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that's, that's the we ought to go back to. Uh, but apparently, the producer tells me in my ear that it's a big one on Saturday. It's Welling, fellow high flyers, yeah. and uh, yeah, that'll be a good test. Six pointer. It is a six pointer. They they have been top of the league, and uh, we only took over them last night, as you know. But uh, they've been up there, and they will be up there at the end. So it's early days, so we don't want to get. Too excited, but we just got to you know, keep bobbing along the way we're going. And uh, you know, teams like Welling, every time you play those sort of teams, and Woking and Bill Rickies, and those teams have you know, put a little bit of money in and have been in the conference before, they're the ones that are six pointers every time you play them. Yeah. Now, before we let you go, of course, you said you are well known down in the West Country, but uh, quite early on, you got a phone call from uh, BBC. Radio Cornwall, and they wanted to have a chat with you on air. And you oh, thought yes, that's nice, uh, kind of uh, <laughs> chat with the people down there. They want to know what a good start I've made. Anyway, let's let's. If they haven't heard this yet, this is what happened when Gary went on BBC Radio Cornwall. Gary, afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Good to get you on the program. What's the problem? 
What's the problem? What problem? We haven't got a problem. <laughs> What's your? What are you saying? Well, you run a skip company, don't you? Sorry. Do you, do no. you run? You don't run a skip. You don't run a skip company. I uh, I don't. I don't. This is Gary Johnson, the talkie manager, and it's not April the first, is it? No, clearly not. So, hang on a sec. Let me just... All right, Gary, thank you. Right, what's gone wrong there, then? Uh, I've called the wrong person, Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, well, look, it can happen. You probably thought that Radioed was your, it's your lad Lee there. winding you up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Actually, his, his next comment um, to me was, OK, then, let's talk about talking United. And I ended up saying... And I went, no, I'd rather talk about skits. <laughs> <laughs> and that really threw him. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, that was a strange one, and you have to be ready for everything. But we just won sort of three, four, five on the chart, and he's asking, telling me I've got a big problem. I thought <laughs> he knew something that I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Still, it's a good business, a skip business, if, you yeah, know, if, if the football I mean, managing goes something wrong. something to fall back on, <laughs> isn't it, really? Well, so. well, it's an opportunity, I suppose, to get a skip company to sponsor me or something. But yeah, that's true. Right, yeah. That's true. Brilliant. Gary. Anyway, keep up Thanks the good work, much. Gary. You're keeping our producer happy, and that's not easy. So, well, uh, all the best. I'm pleased. Thank you very much. There Terrific. We are. Gary Johnson now, Talkie United manager. Uh, what a record he's got there. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah we did it, say that off air, didn't we? It's quite when, good because, John, every day after the show, he'll come in mm. and say that was in the top. I don't know, 685 of your... Shows you've ever done. Well, ever that's going to push it into the today, top 10. Today, I think it's going to be in the top 10. Max Rushton says, I reckon I could top get five. mid-mornings at Radio Cornwall. <laughs> I think you'd have to audition, Max. <laughs> that bloke would you. still want you sacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd follow you there, your mate, when you're on Twitter. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Yeah, uh, we return tomorrow. Our old mate Ned Bolting from ITV Cycling will be here. He's written a new book, not about cycling, but about darts. That's right. Uh, That's and good. Ned pops in to see us tomorrow. I'll be doing another lottery ticket from tonight. Oh yeah, you know, it'd know. be great if, if you do it every time. Eventually, you will get a winner. You can tell people what you think of them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, until then, have a great evening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 